can take you with them on a bus or train, on a highway, or on a plane, backstage, or on a bike. It's Kevin Klein's Fuzzy Mike. Regular listeners to the Fuzzy Mike know that I make my living playing on the radio as a member of the Q Morning Zoo on Country Station, the new 93Q in Houston. I've revealed before that because I'm a personality on the most listened to country station in America, I get access to artists who are either introducing themselves to radio or promoting a new release or project. This episode features someone who is doing both, although she hardly needs to introduce herself, as she is an actress seen in the very popular and critically acclaimed NBC series, This Is Us. Chrissy Metz is getting ready to release her debut country album, so she joined us via Zoom to discuss her career and new music. The other voices you hear, or see if you're watching this episode on YouTube, are my co-workers, Bill Tater, Christy Brooks, CJ, and my boss, Johnny Chang. The conversation started with my boss introducing all of us to Chrissy Metz, and this is how he segued into me. Kevin Klein, you see there, is one-third of our Q Morning Zoo, and uh, he's crazy. He's a little weird, but please, like, you know. We like uh, weird. We like crazy. Yeah. Now, his, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be his, nice and behave, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> his, no! The only reason I hired Kevin 15 oh. years ago was because I wanted to meet his aunt. His uncle is Kevin Klein. No. Yeah, the actor. Mm-hmm. No. Yep, my dad's <laughs> brother. So Phoebe, Phoebe Cates, by marriage, is my aunt. And the day that Johnny meets her is the day that I get fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's exciting. You haven't never worked with Kevin, though, have you? No, I haven't. Just admired from afar. Yeah, he's a pretty talented individual. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. And then we got Kevin, so that worked out well for us. The apple fall far, far, far from the tree. It's still rolling, as a matter of fact. I'm sure you have different talents. When you find out what they are, Chrissy, let me know. Okay. You got it. You got it. (laughs) How are you handling COVID? You know, um, okay, to be very honest, I have uh, some nights where I get very anxious, Mm -hmm. and I, I contend with a lot of anxiety, but most of it is like, I start with like vitamins in the morning, prayer, meditation, and that sort of sets up my day. But, um, you know, you can get in your head about it. And then I start to worry about everybody. And then I'm like, what's going to happen? And I'm like, all I know is today is Thursday. And that's all we got. As somebody who likes to write as much as you do, and who is such a prolific writer, New York Times bestseller, and you go to Nashville and you write your songs and stuff like that. Are you feeling inspired or less inspired about Um, what's going on? No, I'm feeling inspired. I mean, we've tried several times uh, to write over zoom uh, okay some people can do it and i think they're geniuses but i i guess i'm not I, like the feedback and then it's delayed and then it, it's i'm like what it's not very inspiring to write on zoom <laughs> well i was talking with a, a co-worker of ours uh who is on our, our other radio station he was up there yesterday and, and i said how is it like broadcasting from home and he says it's sterile and i said you know it's true because you go into our studio and you feel a different energy so i yeah. imagine that when you're in a writing room there's yes. a lot of different perspective yes. that's the thing is like you miss the the human obviously human connection but the energy that people bring that they emit you know just by being in your in your room or in your um space and so it's it's very different i mean we're sort of acclimating the best we can but no i'm inspired in the way that like everything that we go through we get to use and that's sort of how we come together through art and specifically for me with music so yeah no there's a there's there's a lot to sing about and talk about for sure just hopefully get to actually do it soon (laughs) 
Music, acting, or writing, which, uh, which order of preference? Oh my gosh. You know, I couldn't choose. I, I, it's hard to even do, like music was my first love. Um, I grew up with music. It was like always in my house. It was something that like we never not like had on, uh, no matter where we were doing or going or traveling. But um, I don't know. I mean, obviously the writing mixed with the music and music is sort of part acting because you're portraying either another character or your own story. So I feel like it's all the same and I can't choose. So don't ask. Well, the late, the late, yeah, okay, I'm done. I'm not asking. No, but I'm like, you, I don't you, you bring up a great point. The late Kenny Rogers, when he was a, a guest mentor on American Idol, he told all the singers, he says, you are telling a story with your voice. So you're doing both with your acting and your singing. So it kind of does go hand in hand, really. Yeah, they really do. They really do feed off of each other. And um, it's great. Uh, I'm monopolizing the whole conversation, so guys, feel free to jump in. But one of the things that I did want to ask how, you about... How can we? Feel free to jump in, but I'm going to keep talking. I'll stop talking. Where's the mute button? I'll stop talking. Leave, leave it to the morning radio guy to just monopolize everything. But no, um, uh, I'm watching The Last Dance right now, which is the, the documentary about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And something about his upbringing kind of reminded me a little bit about what I read about your upbringing, that his dad always pit all three boys against one another in competition. Now, it wasn't necessarily that I read that you were pitted in competition with your siblings, but it just kind of worked out that way. How did that influence what you go through now? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Thank goodness for therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I really, truly believe, like I said, and I mentioned in the book and how I sort of live my life is like, it's not what happens to us before us. And so I'm like, okay, how can I use this? How can I grow from it? How can I, of course, bring my sisters and I closer together? How can I understand what they went through? Because just because I went through something really tumultuous and difficult didn't mean that they didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. it's their perspective and their perception. So it's interesting how um, I'm very empathetic. So like, I want to understand the whole, you know, the whole, uh, the whole of it. And so, yeah, I mean, of course it, it helped me to uh, work a little harder, you know, and inspired some work ethic that, maybe I didn't have before because I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to show you. I'm going to, I'm going to work as hard as I can to do what I can do. But you know, as an adult, I'm like, Oh wait, they have their own stories too. So, you know, there's, there's always the ups and downs. Why do you think that folks like yourself and folks like myself who had kind of that upbringing in a lot of comedians and a lot of actors and actresses, why do we go to entertainment where we're so subjected to other people's opinion? Well, it's funny. I have a friend who's like, you clearly like to feel like crap. Let's <laughs> like, so true. That, if that's your normal. You're like, oh, I can handle that. You want to treat me like crap? Well, I've been there. I'm cool. Um, and so I, I think it's like normal. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to be able to sort of roll with the punches. But also there is this, this need and this yearning, I think, to connect, especially if you didn't grow up with that kind of um, home life. And mm-hmm. um not that we're seeking outside validation, but we all, of course, want to be loved and liked and admired. And I think that we can do that bravely on display, even though it's very difficult and we're used to filming like crap. So. <laughs> Before everything went on hiatus with COVID-19, I saw uh, one of your last appearances on uh, Kelly and Ryan. Um, you seem to really get along with him very, very well. Everybody seems happy on the set. What is being on live TV like? We know what it's like being on live radio, but, you know, what's it like being on live TV? You know, it's interesting. Um, 
I have to treat it as sort of like, you know, with Broadway or, or theater, you get like that one take. You uh-huh. know, you keep going back and forth and setting up camera angles and all that. Um, I enjoy it because there's like a sense of uh, urgency and um, you're really like on the edge of your seat. But um, I-, I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's a cool duality between actual, you know, TV and film. That's the one thing my uncle says about doing live theater as opposed to doing film. He says, I love live theater. He says, because you get the immediate audience reaction, but he says, you know, you only get that take. Right. And so there's an an adrenaline, an added adrenaline that goes along with that. Yeah. And there's an exchange of energy too. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about, let's talk about music because I know that's what you're really here to to talk about and promote. Uh, I I know you wrote with Ashley McBride and you wrote with Maddie and Tay. Do you just want to slap Maddie and Tay because they're so young and so talented and you know? They're the loveliest girls. Aren't they? I mean, smart, sweet, um, talented, beautiful. Yeah. I just, I adore them and I love them very, very much. And I'm just grateful that I had an an opportunity to sing with them at the ACMs, you know, and, and all the lovely ladies, but yeah, I mean, they're great. So. I have to say about that ACM performance, Chrissy, I rewatched it today and it, I was so moved by the whole thing, especially with everything that was, was that was just kind of like the beginning of the talks about females and country and all of y'all on the stage together. And then rewatching it today, seeing that we've come so far with females and country. Is this an exciting time for you to be breaking into Nashville? Oh yeah. I mean, I, Clearly, I don't do anything easily. Like it's, it's. I'm like, give me the hardest um, journey road. Uh, let me. Um, it's, so, it's, it's normal for me, and I'm just so grateful that I get to sort of stand on the shoulders of all the women who've come before me, and all the women who are currently like busting their behind. You know, um, I I respect everybody and their musicianship so much, and so I'm just really grateful to be a part of it. And that ACM performance was incredible, and something I never thought that would happen. And Cindy Mae put it together, and I was like, "Is this my life?" So yeah, to be actually pursuing music, and you know, I've been coming back and forth to Nashville for two years now, songwriting, and you know, on my own dime on the long weekends between the show, and so to actually be doing it and putting it out there is super exciting. Super. Did you write the single? Did you write Talking to God? No, this was actually written at an Ashley McBride writer's retreat. And oh, wow. it did, yeah, and she didn't want to cut it. And I and my manager at the time always would send me stuff because I'm like, just send me whatever you like, who, whatever. I just want to hear everything. And uh, I was like, wait, who's cutting this? Oh, what? does Ashley want the song? And he was like, I don't think it's going to fit on her album. And I'm like, I need to do it. Please, please, please. And I like begged. And they were like, of course. And it just, it, you know, it's the way that I live my life. And I totally relate to it. So I didn't write it, but I live it for sure. I feel like with the single, everybody's going to relate to it differently. I know it's talking about um, talking to God and I talk about your name, but I just feel like everybody is going to relate differently into how they talk to God. And I just, I, it really touched me when I was listening to it so it's great oh thank you and I I hope that because you don't necessarily have to be religious to understand that like something brings the tide in and set and you know sets the sign and and rises and you know and we're in sort of a situation where we don't know what's going to happen and whether we're you know praying to the universe or God or whatever we we call God it's like yeah And, and you're thinking about those people that are super important and special to you that may or may not be in your life still so I'm telling you, God's getting sick of hearing from me right now. <laughs> He's like, God, it's Christy again. Jeez. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm right behind you for sure. 
So Emmy Award, New York Times bestseller. Uh, now you're going into music, so a Grammy's definitely on the road. I mean, you're you're just a couple steps away from an EGOT kid. Oh, listen, uh, wait, <laughs> and, and for for the, for record's sake, Emmy nominated. I have not won. Just okay. Golden Globe and Emmy nominated. We have not won. Um, I have not won. But yes, I mean, it would be great to be recognized for something that you love. But um, honestly having an audience and having someone love what you do is, is really the, the I was going to ask, where is the validation, but it is in the audience, isn't it? Yeah. A hundred percent. I yeah. mean, awards are wonderful and they are amazing and they make you feel good. But like having someone say, sing, hearing your song changed my life. That's everything. That's mm -hmm. everything to me. Yeah. Yeah. I got to talk to Ingrid Andrus not too long ago about uh, more hearts than mine. And yeah. she said that, yeah. Oh, she's super cool. She said the coolest thing was when men started coming up to her and saying, you know, I think I need to change my dating habits because they actually felt something about the song too. And she says that was more than she anticipated ever hearing about the song. So it's like therapy. I mean, music is therapy and that's Oh, that's big so time. Cool. Big time. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy well, for her. Chrissy, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, no, this thank is, you. This has been such a pleasure and thank you for spending the time with us. Oh, and uh, I know I can speak for my team. You know, you can see their faces. They all love this. So. Oh, well, thank you. And it was so nice to chat. And listen, I, don't, I can't land a plane, so I appreciate uh, you guys just, like, just, <laughs> just talk, 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 talk. But um, hopefully well, we can't wait to see you person. in Houston. We really can't. I know. I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be there as soon as I can. It's going to be awesome, Chrissy Metz. Thank you so much, and congratulations on all your success. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you so much. Yeah, be Thank well. You. So there it is. A great conversation with Emmy-nominated actress and country music recording artist Chrissy Metz. My thanks to Chrissy for joining us. Also to my coworkers, Bill, Christy, CJ, and Johnny, for inviting me to be a part of that conversation. Special thanks to Chrissy's label rep, John Trepain, Southwest Regional Rep for EMI Nashville. The executive producer of The Fuzzy Mike is Trish Klein. Social media coordinator, Lisa Tynan. Production elements, Zach Sheesh at theradiofarm.com. I'm your host, Kevin Klein. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on the web at thefuzzymike.com. For bonus features, subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you next time on The Fuzzy Mike. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Fuzzy Mike with Kevin Klein. Check back often and stay fuzzy, friends. Fuzzy Mike is a presentation of the Kevin Klein Fuzzy Mike Industry, Incorporated, LLC.